0: Welcome to Progressive Mindset Podcast. My name is Natalie Potts, Business Coach and Mentor, and each week I'll bring you an inspiring personal message to help you unlock creating a living level of energy, action, impact and happiness. And today I'm delighted to be working on Jonathan, the country coach, who specialises in supporting people who want to make a change to their life. As a mindset coach, we touch on high performance and the elite mindset. If you are looking to reduce your anxiety and ultimately find things to do, then this episode is for you. Enjoy. Thank you so much for joining me today. Absolute pleasure to have you on. I always kind of kick off with you sharing your story as a guest, uh, how you got into coaching and a bit around your niche or who you want to work with, why, and just go with that, That's really.
1: Okay, so I am currently a teacher. And I am hoping to transition from teaching into coaching full-time. The reasons I've been a teacher for 20 years, but for a lot of that time, I was a PE teacher. Interestingly, as you go up to school through the hierarchy, you tend to teach less of your chosen subject and more of the subjects that there are shortages in. Mm. So about five years ago, I retrained as a math teacher and I was never, ever, ever in a million years interested in maths at school. Wasn't something I ever thought I'd do as a, uh, as a career, um, let alone have 30 children relying on me to provide them with education to, uh, to provide, to pass their exams. So quite daunting, but I like a challenge. So it's something I've taken on, but the more I did it, and the more I have done it, the the more I felt a little bit like a fraud in the respect that they think you know, rightly that I'm the fountain of all knowledge and really I'm just one step ahead of them. Whereas when I was a PE teacher, it was my passion. I've always loved sport. You know, in an ideal world, I'd have played professional sport if I could have done, but stars didn't align. So you know, I, I went into something that I thought would, you know, ignite that passion and could allow me to pass on my knowledge and expertise to young people Uh, and like I said it's just it's kind of reduced and reduced and reduced to the point where it's virtually non-existent now so Mm -hmm. I've made the decision that I really want to coach in the sporting environment yeah uh, just to just to fill that void if I'm if I'm really honest um, and I use the word void because I really do feel like there's something missing because I don't have that um, sporting involvement. You know, I'm 40, I don't play competitive sport to the level I used to. Uh, so you've, you've, missed the, you've missed the camaraderie, you've missed the teamwork and that feeling of belonging. And I'm hoping that by niching with mindset in a sporting environment, that's that's something I can rekindle and and get back and then obviously help some people along the way.
0: Yeah, phenomenal. And I think you know a little bit, but I love fitness as well. And like you said, we shared before, the the mindset part that comes in with coaching people around that. And uh, yeah, how did you find coaching? Like, what was the moment when you realised you do want to be a coach and that's for you?
1: Do you know what? Interestingly, it was always something i've done as a as a teacher as a senior leader you know you get conversations. the head teacher comes and says to you oh would you mind coaching so and so or you know this this kid's struggling at the moment would you mind coaching so it's always something i've been aware of it's always something that i've done inadvertently through the roles that i've had within the school so when somebody said to me have you thought about becoming a coach i just thought well I do it anyway. You yeah, know, mm. it's question—it's question-based. It's question you know, helping people find their own way. Uh, I think in schools, people forget that there are, you know, a thousand human beings with their own personalities and their own thought processes that actually do need to find their own way rather yeah. than just being dictated to all the time. So it's a fantastic fit in schools. Mm. Um, and yeah, with, with colleagues and with the students themselves.
0: Yeah, completely. Absolutely. I think people underestimate the power of coaching and, and actually what it is as well. And I know in, it's, it's, it's much more natural and it's a big thing in America. And I th- sometimes when you are a coach and you get into certain worlds, you you assume that everybody knows about it same as I assume everybody knows about podcasts and then some people will be like no nah no one knows what a podcast is <laughs> and I it was the same with coaching sometimes in the UK that people are like what do you mean coach and I'm like oh wait, you know I do this and they're like well you get paid for that and it's like yes <laughs> yes yeah. I do for helping people um so yeah and I absolutely love it and I think I was sharing with someone this weekend actually who's He's a PT and he's building his business um, as a PT, but also looking to go into different ways of um, building his business with this. And we were talking really about really getting your why and talking about niche again. Niche just comes up so much. And we were saying, do do we really need to say you help this person do this? Opposed from actually, he said he was chatting with somebody and they were just saying about how does it make you feel? What is the experience you want people to go through by working with you and come out at the end of coaching? What do you want that change to be? And it just got us into a completely different conversation about the kind of, again, the reasons why we do what we do and, and how it makes us feel in that experience part and then how you can package something, opposed to, do I help you do this and this and this? And it was just a really interesting conversation. And it was one of those. And this is what I love with coaching is that I went away and I was, a bit, you know, I've been thinking about it all weekend. Like, what does that mean to me? What could it mean to my business? How would that shift things? What does that mean to my client? Uh, how do I get that out there? Lots of different questions. And you, you start to coach yourself, don't you?
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, they do say that you're, you're you know, you're your first client, aren't they? So yeah. I'm I'm constantly, constantly questioning everything I do all the time, but in a different way now,
0: mm-hmm. rather
1: than, you know, I used to berate myself for mistakes that I've made, mm-hmm. but now you know, the beration is gone and I'm just, you know, what would I do differently? Why did I do that? You know, how could I, how could I adapt that? What have I learned? And mm-hmm. I just, that's that's the mindset. It just changes the way you look at things. Total different perspective.
0: Yeah. So talk to me a little bit more around where you want to work with people in the fitness space and what's really appealing about that. And who, if you were coaching your ideal client now, who who would they be?
1: My ideal client now would be sports person playing at the top of their game, and I say at the top of their game because I think performance is a really interesting word. I mean, I,
0: mm-hmm. I, do,
1: I look a lot about high performance, and I, I talk about high performance a lot when I, when I speak to people. Yeah. And when you, when you consider performance, everybody thinks elite level. Everyone thinks, you know, you've got the Euros on at the moment, you've got the British Lions tour going on in a few weeks. So, you know, they're at the pinnacle of their game. But there's no reason why you can't be a high performer in your own field. You've just got to be working at the best of your ability. And you know, my dream would be to you know, you get a phone call from the British and Irish Lions because you come on tour, please. We need a mindset coach. But I'm realistic. But, you know, that's that's a few years down the line, maybe. So, people that just want some help overcoming a f- overcoming a challenge that's Preventing them from playing or performing at their optimum is my ideal client. Yeah, that yeah, that could be an up-and-coming tennis player, you know, a young cricketer, even you know, even team sports. Yeah, I'd love to work in a team environment looking at you know the cohesion of a team or any conflicts in the team that are preventing them reaching the next level and yeah that's that would be just that would be just an absolute dream
0: yeah yeah it's really interesting isn't it high performance I like what you say about it's you know like being your best of you can be and I was listening to Jim Rohn this morning because I'm kind of obsessed with his material at the moment and it was all around goal setting and and again actually just focusing on he doesn't use the term why as such but the reasons which is the same for you doing what you do, and really tap into it. And he said, people don't achieve their goals because they really don't know the reasons why they are doing something, and really tap into that. And and it was just really interesting for me to think about my own goals and think, am I really tapping into them enough in terms of reasons to really commit myself to actually taking action on some of them? Uh, And, yeah, it's just really interesting then about thinking about then like you said, how much effort do I put into being a high performer within each of those goals almost, without putting too much pressure on yourself um, yeah. yeah, as well, but really stretching yourself to adapting, like you said, the, the mindset. It's then adapting and reframing a set of skills and qualities as a person, as a high performer, as a leader, to every type of situation, isn't it, really? So like you said, bit, right. yeah. an obstacle or whatever they're working on.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm, I'm a very, very average golfer at best, but I'm really trying to, you know, change my mindset on the golf course from, mm-hmm. from that of, you know, anger when I play a bad shot to, okay, I've played a bad shot, let's make, the, let's make sure the next shot is better. Um, and ha- can I learn from the mistake or even okay that hole was a write-off let's start the next hole as if it's a brand new round and I think that you know you can you can learn a lot from you can learn a lot from the elite people that you watch on tv or watch live because they've been through the challenges that we've been as you know aspiring sports people and um, but the pressure that's on them and the way that they can adapt and bounce back is just phenomenal. And I just find it inspiring.
0: What do you think is it that they have that is, you know, innate that is so different because there is something different. You know, you look at you can talk about that people like Muhammad Ali and you know David Goggins, uh, Kobe Bryan. I'm I'm obsessed with. I've listened to like I've shared four of you. Tim Grover's book, Relentless, is phenomenal. Um, I Listen to. Um, a huge amount of Kobe Bryant's interviews, Michael Jordan, and you know when you look at them and you just think there is something distinctly different about them. It's almost like the X factor, isn't it? You can't almost define it, but I think if it's a lot of it for me, sometimes comes down to just, just this pure commitment of discipline and ultimately consistency in what they're doing.
1: Yes, yeah, I agree, and they, the, I think the difference between a very good sports person and the sports people at the absolute pinnacle of their careers is that innate drive to Mm. succeed whatever challenge there is Mm. absolutely whatever challenge there is and they'll find a way with their support team with their coaching team to get over it I mean I find Roger Federer an absolute inspiration of a man I mean the guy's virtually my age And he's still playing, you know, he's still playing at an unbelievable level. Um, Yeah, I mean, his game's adapted because his body's not as, he's not not as supple and he's not as, probably not as, you know, as flexible as he was. So he's had to manage his injuries, manage his body a little bit better. But his drive at his age just to compete and keep going because he could have retired years ago. Yeah, he made his money. And could have just quit and said, "Thank you very much. I'm going to live a lovely life now on what I've earned." But inside him is that drive to just keep going, and that's your difference. That's your Jordans, that's your Bryants, your Federers, your Nadals, your Djokovic's. Um, and, I mean, elite soccer players as well. You know, they're just they are amazing role models, and I don't think people quite understand or necessary respect the level of commitment that these people put in. Cristiano Ronaldo is a fantastic example. They see the flash cars, they see the watches, they see the the holidays and the jewellery, but the conditioning that that man puts himself through on seven days a week, Mm -hmm. throughout the whole of the season, the pre-season, you know, there's, yeah, just amazing athletes with the mindset of nothing is going to stop me from achieving what I want to achieve. And that can just filter down into, I'm going to call those normal people. Yeah. Um, but you know, if you've got that mindset, it doesn't matter what you're doing. You're, you're never going to get beaten. You're always going to achieve
0: your goal and it's, it's, it's commitment yes it's sacrifice as well isn't it and i i mean like, people always say that we should have to sacrifice stuff and you know the balance and i remember a couple of years when i was doing just i was doing lots of fitness shoots and i was getting up at five in the morning i was training uh, i was doing cardio for an hour in the morning i was going to work i was finishing in the evening i was going back to do another two hours training i was then doing all these walking to keep you know my knee training and I get in, and i'm getting home at like half nine eating next day five o'clock again and it was constant and it was just you know i did that solid for nine months and it was absolutely you just sacrificed everything i didn't go to barbecues with friends family um that was just nine months and i just thought you know because i wanted to get myself in that place and achieve something different for myself um and i guess the question to you on that is that what are your thoughts around having a very compelling vision and versus Letting that go, having that set, but doing every single day as the process. Some people are big on, you know, you just keep going on, you know, the, the vision. Versus some people are like you've got to get in every single day on a process.
1: Are you t- are you talking from a coaching perspective, or you? Yeah,
0: talking- it's the same, isn't it? That you know, it's what they do is they do that in the same way. But it's is it that these people and great coaches also. Really have to focus more on the the now.
1: It's a really good question. I mean, I think about myself, and I'm no—I mean, I'm I'm not in for a minute, proclaiming to be a great coach. I'd like to be one day, but you know, obviously, at the moment, is you know, training is very much paramount. But there is there is an element of sacrifice even at this level. You know, mm-hmm. you've got you know you've got stuff to do. You've got a nine to five job. Well, teaching actually is not really a nine-to-five job. It takes much more of your time than that. But yeah, you've got your commitments to work, you've got your commitments to family, but then you've also got the commitment to yourself. Um, and I believe that, and you talked about balance earlier. I believe that if you can balance it, but also prioritize what's important and what can go by the wayside, you know, you still can, you still can have that mindset of achieve at all costs. But it's just recognising that some days you're just going to have to say no to something mm-hmm. uh, because of the because of the prior commitments that you do have as a parent, as a colleague, as a friend, you know, husband, wife, whatever, whatever you know, whatever role you're playing, whatever hat you're wearing currently during the day.
0: We mm. found as well that by doing coaching the relationships that you have around you whether it's family friends work as well have changed and and the way you look at your your environment has
1: I have irritated the hell out of my wife over over the last what month so I started this in January after the last over the last six months because she is sick and tired of answering questions because everything now has everything now is followed with a so why are we doing this or what are we going to gain from doing this or have you thought about doing this differently and in you know some days she's just said can you just stop answering questions just just stop asking questions just give me a straight answer you don't need to analyze me you're not coaching me now yeah yeah. just give me a straight answer um but I found it really useful with my kids really useful um yeah I've got an 11 year old and a nine year old um and my 11 year old she's yeah you know, she's just going up to second, secondary school next year and it's been really useful because she's now in that position of independence and wanting to uh, wanting to do a little bit more of her own thing and giving her questions to ar- answer rather than saying you must do this you must do this you must do this it's really it's the, the autonomy uh, you know in her life is just I just think she's, I think she'll grow from doing it, I hope.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's interesting. Actually, the question I've got around that is kind of, if you were to look back yourself to a younger person, what would you have changed and be doing slightly differently if you were younger, do you think, knowing what you know now around COVID?
1: I wouldn't be a teacher. Um, I... I played a lot of sport when I was a kid. I was, you know, I played played three games of rugby when I was trying to do my A-levels. So, you know, I was relatively bright, but not to the point where I was ever gonna go off and be, you know, lawyer or a doctor or anything like this. So I wanted to be a sports journalist. And um, because I was playing so much rugby, I wasn't reading the texts. So my English literature was awful, really, really really struggled. Um, And at the time, my dad was a PE teacher as well. And, um, he said, yeah, you've had a great life from me being a PE teacher. Now, totally different era. You know, his measuring stick on a great life was tickets to Twickenham and Wembley and Wimbledon, which is great when you're 17, 18, but probably not going to pay the mortgage when you think about it, when you're 40. Um, he said, well, why don't you become a PE teacher? You, you know, you like sport. You want to, you know, you like doing the stuff that you've done because of me. Um, why don't you make a career out of it and instead of saying why or do I really want to do that Mm. I just said yeah it sounds like a plan because I don't really know what else to do Um, now it's a different era we're talking 24 years ago when I sorry 22 years ago when I had to make that decision now the world's a much smaller place Links are different. The way that we work is entirely different. The careers guidance that you're given at school is completely different. So, yeah, would I change? No, not in a million years. But would I have done something differently? Yeah, I'd probably said, really, why do you think that's a good idea?
0: Mm. Yeah, I look back and definitely think how powerful it would have been if I'd have explored some of the things. Um, I explored when I started coaching like 26, I think, and actually did it, you know, at 18. I think things would be very, very different. And I think that's why. Like you said actually it has a great place to play in education and I know it's massive with especially the academy since I've joined there's a whole diploma in just education and coaching um, and I know a very good coach in it Natalie um, Costa and um yeah it makes a real difference and and I know it makes a difference even like we were just sharing there you and you were sharing about your daughter the conversation I have with my four-year-old niece is very different I will and I've read the um the Mind Paradox books, the Children's One Silent Guides, and that's all around, again, bringing in, you know, your values into conversations with children and, and looking at, you know, asking different questions, reframing, like you said, fear with them, failure, those types of things, and almost creating the foundations and the belief system in them to be strong right from the start. Because we know when we get to adults, like you just said, you kind of fear things. And that's what it just links back to beliefs from our past, isn't it? And our childhood, etc. And if, you, if I could have cemented that and changed that in a different way, I think I would have flourished and be in a different place right now, probably. I, oh, yeah. I totally
1: agree. I totally agree. I mean, as a parent, all you want to do is make sure that your child is safe. Mm. um and you know you wrap them up in the you know you wrap them up in cotton wool until they rebel against that but i think at a point between you starting to unwrap that cotton wool and the rebellion stage i think is a really good place for confidence building resilience i mean we live i mean the world that we live in now is cutthroat you know i look at the I look at the, the number of children that are going for courses. I mean, we're not even talking about sport anymore, just courses, um, and the competition for places at university, the competition for places on A-level courses. Yeah. yeah. Um, even at the age of 16, you've got to have a you've got to have a, a resilient nature, resilient part of your psyche, yeah. just to get over something like getting into college.
0: Yeah. And
1: you know, and I mean, don't don't even get me started on football clubs and releasing children at the, what is the absolute optimum time for them to go one of two ways. Um, so that's, yeah, that's a, that's a question for another time.
0: <laughs> if anyone's thinking of joining the academy and going through that journey now, what would you say to them if they were kind of on, you know, not sure whether to make that commitment or not, what would you be saying?
1: Oh, I, I, I don't, I don't regret it for a second. Um, it's a lot of work, you know, Juggling. I mean, I I'm doing NLP as, as well at the moment, and something that we, you, know, you learn about with, in NLP is your motivation. And when I first started the coaching, it was very much in a way motivation in terms of I want to do it because I want to leave teaching. And actually, the more I've done the course, and the more I've learned, and the more I've read—not just coaching, but you know—you start to read about the stuff that you're really interested in. Um, I've just it becomes a towards motivation and you know it's no longer about leaving teaching it's about I want to be a coach and I want to be a mindset coach and I want to work with yeah with the people that I've already talked about um so if anybody said to me would you would you recommend the academy I think it's a fantastic organization the support they give is brilliant yeah we're working in a tough environment at the moment everything's on zoom you know it'd be great to be able to coach people face-to-face. It'd be great to be able to go and meet the tutors face-to-face and spend some time at HQ and, you know, do stuff like that. But Zoom, it works. You know, it's not ideal, but you're still getting the same diet that you'd get, you know, extended over evenings. But I love it. I can't wait to do my next. I've got an accelerator day tomorrow night. Um, it's my penultimate. So give me, give me two months and hopefully I'll be accredited.
0: So I always kind of wrap up and end with so five key questions. So I'm going to shoot them out to you and I see what we've got. How do you measure success?
1: Um, starting point versus where I finish. Okay. What's the finish
0: part? Depends what
1: depends what the context of success is. Mm.
0: Okay, interesting one and what we kind of touched on the you your younger self. so i'm going to find a different one next i know we've spoken about books and stuff before what book has had the biggest impact on you
1: ah uh, that one is uh, where are you <coughs> i've lost it taming my taming my monkey mind by don mcpherson
0: yes you said about that i need to look at that for sure yeah
1: it's awesome
0: yeah what do you want to be known for as a coach
1: Getting people re- getting people results, supporting people, you know, drive, you know, helping people with their drive, helping people with their challenge, mm-hmm. um, under- you know, having having an element of understanding. I, someone asked me at the very beginning of my journey, actually, you know, what do you what do you want to achieve? And I said naively, I'd I'd like to be a name, I'd like to be, I'd like to be somebody that they refer to in this field. So, you know, people can roll, you know, we talked about these amazing sports stars, you know, in certain circles, I'd like to be spoken about as somebody that gets results in this area.
0: I know what you mean, that that feeling you get as well from that, isn't it? It's like when you get testimonial and, you know, things like that they have no value in terms of monetary or anything it's just that fact that you you've made an impact in someone's life like we said earlier you've changed the way they feel and the way that their life is and that's a phenomenal feeling I I get the same when I do volunteering that kind of feeling that you're just giving something and you're not wanting anything in return it's an amazing feeling of almost accomplishment I was looking at that this morning with um, the the mental health work that I've done and how people feel about being volunteers. And I think it's really powerful. And I think you get the same with coaching you're serving, aren't you? And you're serving in a positive way. And and that's the big thing around environment and who you choose to be with. Hence, why I asked that question, because you start to notice that the world around you changes and it shifts. And lots of people say, oh, people are very negative or don't believe in me. But when you start to change that, and over time, those people, you either decide to let go or you just don't associate with in the same way. Um, And you actually have a world around you where people do believe in you and therefore that does empower you more and it keeps you consistent. It keeps you committed. As much as we say there is that discipline, et cetera, I bet you bottom dollar a lot of the elite athletes and mindsets that we just spoke about, the world around them have to have people that are either they are incredibly supportive of them or they just have to let them go. Yeah. That's
1: what I can imagine. Yeah. I agree. Two two years ago, I um I was doing some work with somebody on myself, not not through coaching, and um I came up with an analogy and um it was that your life is a play. Now some people will be a character in your play for the whole of your you know for the whole of the whole of the play. and um, some people will be on there for a couple of acts, some people will be on there for a couple of scenes and yeah, your play's not finished and you write your own play and it's totally up to you how long these people stay in your play for because yeah. you can write them out at any time um, so if you don't like the fact that they're making you feel bad about yourself yeah they can they can quite easily walk off that stage and never come back on again it's your choice
0: sure. what can people do to live a more purposeful life
1: I think the, I think the clue to the clue to the answer in in that question is within the question and it's purposeful. I, you know, it's to, it's to find a purpose. And again, we talked about people working at the absolute pinnacle of their career, whether it be in sport, business, show business, Um, you know, they've got that because they, that's where they, excel and that's where they get paid an enormous amount of money but i still think that you can have a purpose and not be earning amazing money i mean my purpose at the moment is to make sure my children finish school um and me coaching as well as teaching will allow us as a family to live the life that i want my children to live to make them whole rounded decent human being so when they fly the nest they're not coming scurrying back because they've made millions of mistakes um now you know fair enough i made a lot of mistakes when i was a kid and my parents were there to pick up the pieces for me but you learn from them Um, and that's what i hope my children yeah it's it's almost a legacy rather than a purpose the legacy that you leave is the purpose that you seek if you if that makes some sense
0: yeah Amazing. Look, thank you so much for your time. I really value it. Where can people find you, John?
1: Um, I go by the name of The Country Coach, um, which is a little bit weird, but my name, Jonathan Skelton, has got far too many sil- syllables in it <laughs> to have any kind of decent sounding coaching business. So I call myself The Country Coach because I live out in the sticks and I enjoy make- playing uh, playing games in the fields with the kids and stuff. So it was a, it's a place where i like to do most of my thinking and it just fit and it sounded good so yeah i'm on instagram under the country coach i'm on facebook on the as the country coach essex and i also have a website www.thecountrycoach.com
0: amazing thank you so much thank you thank you for listening to my podcast today I really hope you've taken some value. If you would like to focus on achieving your purpose-driven goals, then reach out and share with me one thing that's going great for you right now and one thing that you're really struggling with. Let's see if or how I can help you to leverage your business to make more money, make an impact and have more freedom. As always, go take action, make an impact and have a great day.